Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm here with, oh, I'm so excited to interview this band, because I saw them at Ladder and Life, I saw them at Aftershock, and they kicked some booty at both of those, and I just got back from Aftershock, and so did they, so let's welcome to the show, South of Eden. How's it going, man? Hey, man, thank you for having us. Hey, my pleasure, and I have to tell you, I'm going to start off right off the bat of saying that it's pretty ballsy to do a zeppelin cover song and to try to cover even robert plant's voice and you guys nailed it at both ladder than life and aftershock that that was an incredible version of black dog dude thank you so much that, that means a lot the crowd seems to be super into it who isn't into zeppelin and uh, black dog is is always fun because everybody gets to sing along and i appreciate you saying that robert plant is, is not the easiest to sing i agree <laughs> You know, it's funny, too. I was doing this one festival a few years ago, and Robert Plant was playing at it. And I was thinking, I was backstage, I was talking to some people. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to come out and do his, like, bluegrass stuff because he probably can't hit the notes anymore. And he came out and did a whole Zeppelin set. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he was spot on. He hit the notes spot on. And, you know, most, most artists singing that long, and at that stage, can't hit those same notes they did like 40 years before that. But he can. 40 years of singing. I mean, that's insane. Right? <laughs> that's insane. I have no doubt that the man is still incredible. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And how many years has he really been singing, if you think about it? Like, uh, I think it's more like seven, like 40, 50, like 60 years, maybe, because they started in the 60s, late 60s. So... Wow, it's amazing. Crazy. It's amazing to think. Uh, that'll be you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, if all goes well, right? Hopefully we make it to, at the very least, have a career half as long as that. And I'd be really happy just to be alive at that age. So I'm going to say hopefully we're still alive. <laughs> no doubt. So let, let's talk about Ladder Than Life and Aftershock. Uh, so... What did it feel like to be, a, after all this time with no music, and show up to these festivals and have a massive crowd? Because you did. You had a massive crowd at both festivals for your set. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously incredible. I mean, just to, to you know, have so much time off. You know, we were lucky enough to do um, two Wimmer festivals in 2019, um, which were Sonic Temple in Columbus, Ohio, and Epicenter Music Festival in North Carolina. And, you know, so we were looking forward to these two festivals being Louder Than Life and Aftershock, which originally actually, you know, we were scheduled on to do them last year. So we've kind of been looking forward to these two shows specifically for like two years in a row now. And just to see the 
exactly like you said, you said, to see the reaction, to see, you know, people get louder than life. You know, we were, you know, shocked to say that, like, we were the first band on the main stage and finishing up, you know, sound check, you know, with nobody in front of you, walk off stage for about 20 minutes and show back up side stage to walk on. And it's like a sea of people. And we're like, right. oh my God, where did they, where'd they all come from? You know? <laughs> so it was a really, it was a really rewarding experience and something that hopefully, you know, we look forward to doing many more times in the future. I love it. And, you know, I read a quote from you guys that I really love because I talk about a lot that bands nowadays, they're not the same like raw rock musicians as they were back when. And that is exactly what you guys are. And what I really loved is it says, we aren't looking to bring anything back, but instead to remind people that rock and roll means no rules. This music represents what we believe in, real raw music, no click tracks and triggers or copy and paste bullshit. Just a bunch of hippies in a room. And that last part I loved the most. <laughs> that might be the truest part. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, that's the essence of what we do. Like, We've just never cared about what anyone else was doing or what anything else sounds like because, you know, I, I think that the word genre is a word that's used way too often. Oh. and I think rock and roll is way more of an expression and just like a way of being. And so I think the people that originated the whole attitude and, and music, I think they they kind of thought of it the same way. And so it's like one of those things that when you're looking and kind of finding your identity in music and figuring out what you want to do, are, it was the easiest thing to for all of us to sink our teeth in. So I think the easiest way for like our music to be explained is like we just don't care what else is going on we're just kind of doing our own thing and if we sound like someone else hell yeah great i hope you like them if you know you hate our music because you've never heard anything that sounds like that before well you know thank you anyway like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to us i think we'll just continue to grow and evolve and can literally just continue to do whatever we want as we go I love it. See, to me, that's real music because I talk about it all the time. Like, there's so many bands nowadays, and you talk about genre. I mean, that's a pet peeve of mine. I actually have this joke that I do when I do on-site interviews, and like bands come up with their own genre because it, it kind of seems that's the way it is nowadays. There's so many sub and micro genres that basically every band could just just about have their own genre. It, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. But then there's the other thing is, instead of being creative and, like, experimental, I feel like bands a lot of times nowadays follow this algebraic equation to make a song instead of just... They all read the same book is what happened. Yeah. They all read the same book and, and they're just, like, following those rules and following... But, well, hey, man, this is what this guy did to make this song great, so why don't you do that? And, you know, like, oh, man, you, you guys are waiting way too long before the singing comes in you can't have 10 whole seconds of just music <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> it's so funny you should say that too because i've talked to a couple artists about you know i remember taking classes in college of how to write a song and that class doesn't even pertain anymore because they've actually changed songwriting to appeal to the attention deficit disorder of society <laughs> well, yes. I mean, the, the consumers completely, I mean, completely changed as one aspect of it. I mean, you know, going back to like the, the rock and roll side of it is like, you know, we love rock and roll because it's like, 
it's the outcasts, right? It's not, it, rock is like full of like not cool kids. So it's like, you know, by nature, like we love this music so much, we're going to go against the grain. We're going to do whatever it is that, you know, we want to do. And, you know, to go out and look at it like, okay, well, you know, we have to do it this is this way because this is what X, Y, and Z are doing. Well, that's number one, doing it detriment to yourself because you're not being true to yourself. And then number two, exactly like you said, what, you know, it like used to be like here today, gone tomorrow. Now it's like here today, gone a little bit later today. Probably not even later today, probably later this hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like here right now, gone in a couple minutes, like I'll see you later. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that um, I even read like not too long ago, like with the with you know you you hit the hit the nail on the head with attention deficit disorder and stuff. Like I think that they're you know saying that the human mind you know our attention spans might be shorter than that of a goldfish within like the next ten years, and that's yeah. kind of scary. So <laughs> totally, totally is, and, and you see that with you know people with the track 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 mentality. They listen like for two seconds and they're off to the next one. So if you took rock and roll of the 70s where it took about five minutes to even start the song, where would you be? There was a time when uh, I think it was it was a um, musicianship thing. I think that there was so many incredible musicians that you couldn't possibly bother with bringing in the vocals yet. There's still so much more that the drummer and the guitar player and the bassist still need to do to establish uh, whatever mood it is that you're trying to establish. You know, and So some people would think that we're a jam band. <laughs> which which we don't think we're jam bands because, you know, jam bands to us are people that play for 12 minutes before they start singing. Yeah. So Right, a fan comes up to us and is like, oh, wow, you guys had a four and a half minute long song and you guys are up there jamming and we're like, that, I think that was just a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a short one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, what do you do in a world where it is a track-by-track track mentality? Like, I'm not, I kind of grew up a little bit different than, the rest of the guys where the guys were really embraced in like American rock and roll. So they, to this day, are album kind of people where I was more into like the pop side of things when I was younger. So I, to this day, am a track by track person. So it's, to me, you have to captivate somebody in order for them to not, you know, click next. And for us, that like captivation is things that are captivating to us and exciting to us. So it's kind of this formula where, hey, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's think of something fun to do. And then you do something fun and you're enjoying yourself. And it turns out you look up and the whole crowd has, has their hands up clapping along or, you know, or somehow know the words to this song that you released, you know, independently just out here in Ohio. So it's, it's interesting. It's a very interesting uh, world we live in right now. It is, and I, I love what you said because to me that makes it real. Like, you know, you're just being creative making a song instead of making it like a business like i said an algebraic equation you know it should be music that you like you know how can you be passionate playing the music if you don't like the music exactly no, absolutely i mean that's like it's like what you said um about earlier about the guy who you know goes to a songwriting class and you know here he is out of school and it's like it does you can't even like apply it like it's kind of the same thing you know for me where like i was in music school at berkeley for a while before this band started and it was like yeah i could sit down and break down all these jazz standards and go into like theory into like you know why they work the way they work but like 
I never got into it. Like I never, I never really had the like ability to just sit down and like play the music and feel it and vibe it because we were sitting here and trying to figure out why quote unquote it works when you take yourself back to the moment and all the jazz cats of the day, whether it's like Coltrane or Davis or any of those guys, like they weren't sitting around thinking about like, Oh, well this works because of X, Y, and Z. They're just like, no, it sounds good. Let's play it. Yeah. You know, so when you get like too deep into the trying to figure out how it all works, I think you like lose that magic, you know. I mean, what is what is the blues, right? Like how did all that come about all the way back in the twenties and thirties? It's like everyone played the same instrumental part. Everyone knew like, oh, here's how you play the blues. Dum da dum da dum da dum da dum da right. You just do this like super gal you know, weird slow galloping thing that's like and then you just you sing about what's going on in your life, you know what I mean? And you sing about your experience and how you feel. And next thing you know, like, oh, hey, I added this chord to the blues scale. Oh, hey, look, I like I did this thing where we deviated from that same thing. And I call this a chorus and we're going to come back to it in a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, just, yeah. it's interesting. It's like, do what you want. Let the expression come out before any kind of real thought comes out. And key mm -hmm. word there, expression, because that's all music is, is expression. So if you eliminate that, then how do you have good music? Exactly. I agree. I think there's a lot of talented people. I don't think everyone knows how to express their talent uh, at the same capacity as others. And maybe that's why you know, some people are, or maybe not at the same capacity, maybe people like express it at different capacities. So you have artists, you have musicians, you have different kinds of people that express that differently, but it's all under the same you know, umbrella. So absolutely. Well you guys are badass. You got great music. Everybody needs to check you out if they haven't already. Speaking of which, how do they connect to you on social media, on the web, check out your music, check out one of your latest singles, Dancing with Fire, all that good stuff. Tell them, Justin. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they can go to um South of Eden Bands, uh is all of our handles for social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I do believe we have to South of Eden Band on TikTok also, right? You, yeah, totally. Uh you can follow us everywhere, um streaming on all music streaming platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, all that fun stuff. Check out our uh talk E P. We are about to release a brand new single. Um, by the end of the year, and it's going to be an independent release. We've dropped off our label, dun dun dun. So it's going to be a great time for us uh, coming ahead for 2022. I love it. I love your music. Your live performance was badass. A lot of energy, true musicianship, and uh, I think all our listeners need to check you guys out. And uh, thank you for that. And thank you for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Absolutely, our pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.